Hello there. I am David A. Specht, the original old dog. If there is anything I have learned in my 30 plus years of life and leadership, I have learned that mindset is everything. Join me and my guests as we explore the positives and negatives of that thing between our ears. This is Keep This In Mind. Welcome to Keep This In Mind. I am your host, David Specht, and we're going to flip the script a little bit today, and I'm going to have my friend Tom Hamill actually interview me. Now, you may remember Tom from a previous episode where we talked about my book, but Tom had me on his podcast, The Cultivation Podcast, to talk about changing because we had just gone through a move at the time, and he really wanted to dive deep into exactly what it looked like for us as we made a major life move at a time when people are looking at settling down instead of ramping up. So here is my interview with Tom Hamill. Today is a special episode because we took it on the road, which I've never actually traveled with the podcast before. But <laughs> Traveling um, microphone. Yeah, this is, this is epic. I love technology for it. And um, we're continuing season seven on really navigating change as a season of change. We've talked about my change um, um, occupationally and um, and then identity that comes with that. So my guest today is a guest that you all have heard and seen if you've been a, a follower of the podcast for any amount of time, uh, my friend David Speck. And um, ironically, this was not choreographed. This was not, <laughs> this was not scripted, but we've both gone through some massive changes in our life almost at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so it's been, it's been, uh, for me, before we get into your story, I'll just pull it Ed Milet and talk about me for a second. Uh, Ed, you got to max out. If you're listening, <laughs> to assume Ed Milet is yeah, there you go. right? Um, but to have somebody that you're, that is like literally, um, making similar life decisions and the disruption that that takes and walk through that, it's been really meaningful for me. Yeah, um, same. Um, and I think we talk about your circle mattering. Yeah. And it's amazing that when you get into certain frequency circles, a lot of the people are going through very similar situations. They're dealing with a lot of the same guideposts or points in their life, yeah. those, those pivot points in their life. And, and it, it does. It, it helps to say, oh, yeah, hey, what happened when you did yours or what happened when you did yours, Dave, or how, how, how are you navigating this? And yeah. I think it makes, it makes a big difference. Sure. Well, let's get into it as we're talking about okay. change and um, let's start with your change and then we'll, we'll see what the story brings out and we'll unpack some questions from that as we help our audience kind of possibly navigate their Absolutely. Their so um, for those who do not know, I was born and raised in Louisiana and I, I mean, I went through a good deal of change in my early adulthood life. I joined the Air Force. We traveled, you know, I've deployed, you know, those things. But for almost 30 years, we stayed in one community. Yeah. And over the course of 2021, from May to January 5th of 2022, we were... The idea came that we were to tra change physical locations, okay, and then the decision and the change. So within what is that, eight nine months? Sure, yeah. We've left a place of thirty years and have relocated to Middle Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Yeah, and uh, here's the thing: I, I, much like 
reading a book or uh, if anyone is a faith follower reading the Bible, we, we read a sentence and we think, oh, the, it happened as quickly as we read that. Yeah. Um, but even in that, there's a lot to unpack in oh. nine months and and still unpacking both physically. <laughs> yeah, we're in a room right now that, that, that is shared space yeah. in, in a lot of ways. And, and again, a lot of our stuff is still in storage, right? So there's the physical unpacking, but then there's the mental unpacking of all of that and the, the, the relational unpacking of all of that. There's the identity unpacking of all of that. So 30 years mm-hmm. in the same community – we're talking about now generations of, Absolutely. in your case, specs mm-hmm. in that community. So this decision to uproot, um, let's let's talk about you and your parents first, right? So so the you know what was it like to go? Man, my dad was a significant pillar in this community. Mm-hmm. My parents, my mom, my dad. Um, and and I know that they've both passed, but that's still that past. There there, there, there is a a legacy connection. Yeah. There. I mean, we owned the newspaper, still own the newspaper, and so yeah, that factored in. You know, they some people can make very quick decisions. You know, major ones. I mean, I've seen people make them, and while it sounds like it's relatively quick, May to January from the, from the point of idea to the point of final decision. Yeah. It was a painstaking process. Because when, when the idea of, and, and just for the audience sake, the reason why we moved here, one of the reasons, or the idea, was we were at a conference here, and the speaker just happened to say, if anybody's looking for a new community, Murfreesboro is one of the best in the, in the um, United States, fastest growing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, it was just that little, that little nugget yeah. kept percolating in my brain going, you know, Sometimes, sometimes you have to leave Nazareth to be able to do anything mm. significant. Sure, and it, it just kept coming and coming back to me. And um, but there were so many considerations. We we have two two boys. One of my sons is married. We have a grandson. You know, two years old at the time. Yeah, or not quite two. He was two. He turned two during this process. And it was like, okay, what do we do about them? I mean, I don't want to leave my grandkids. I don't want to mm-hmm. leave you know, my kids. Eh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but it, that was all part of the consideration. And yeah. it was like, if we do this, you know, we may radically change the family dynamic here. Right, right. And so over the course, we, we came back up here, gosh, I think three times during that during that process. And the yeah, and you know, we're people of faith. So we prayed about it. I'm not going to say we fleeced God, but we're yeah. like, okay, God, you better start slamming doors or else we're going to step through them. Sure, sure. Because everything's indicating that this is what we're supposed to do. And understand, we're, we, we weren't only pillars in the community. I was the chairman of the Chamber of Commerce for for Minden. Right. So, so, you know, here is my one of my voluntary jobs is promoting, hey, this is a great place to live, work, and raise your kids. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, you're, yeah, you're a community. And here builder. I am like con- contemplating a move. Yeah. And then I'm a, I was leader in the church and, and a church that I've been in since 1998. And, you know, that's a major change. Yeah. And all of these things are, are, are running through your head. And so you're like, okay, we want to make sure my wife and I, um, took, we, we visited again in September with the entire family. Okay. You brought the whole crew, brought the whole crew here. Um, 
I went to a conference with my two boys. The girls drived around town, you know, trying to get a feel for, is this a place where we want to live? And then when we got back home, Tina and I were just like, you know, I want clarity. I want it to be the right decision. It's not that I'm afraid to make the wrong decision, but at the same time, in a major change, yeah. you know, you would fail fantastically, you know, <laughs> if, if it didn't work out. Now, one of the few benefits of COVID now is that the world has gone to a remote work status. Sure, sure. So we learned really quickly through COVID that a lot of the day-to-day things that I did in my, what I would call my day job at yeah. the time, were things that I could do from nearly anywhere be, with the thanks of technology. So, you know, that that was one of the least worries on my plate. The rest of it was all, all the other things, the relational things and the and such. So we started doing a devotion called Draw the Circle by Mark Batterson. If, if, you've, if you've read it, you know you know how powerful of, a, of an exercise that yeah, is. Yeah, right. And we were doing that and doing that. And we made, we said, okay, we've got to figure this out. If we're going to move, where are we going to move? You know, th- this is a nice idea, but staying in Airbnbs is not a, a, a plan of action. Yeah, yeah. So we decided to come up in um, between Christmas and New Year's with the whole family again. Rented an Airbnb, met with a real estate agent to say, hey, what would be some neighborhoods you suggest? That's all we were looking at. Okay, if we were to move, yeah. we would probably do it next summer, da-da-da, get our affairs in order. Yeah. And they were telling us about the market being here, how people were moving in like crazy, that houses were increasing in price from the time the construction finished to the time they sold, that you know, the best thing. You know, and again, possible part sales pitch, but it was a lining up with it's time to make a decision. Yeah. You know, Coach Michael Burt says that to decide is means to kill off other options. And so we were at the point of we have considered all the things that we can possibly consider. The only thing left now is to make a decision. And yeah. my, my wife looked at the real estate agent and said, what's it going to take to get this house? How much money do we have to put down to solidify it so we don't get in a bidding war and go through the whole real estate process? And I looked at her like she was nuts. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's time to do or die. It's time to... To, to make a decision. We, either way, either decide right now that this is what God wants and what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Or decide that it's not. And let's just, let's quit. Let's quit considering, you know, we're, we're wasting valuable time. Yeah. Just considering. So the, the, the part that I really feel like helps people in, you know, okay, how do I apply David's story to me? How do I apply David's situation to my situation of change that, they might be considering and that sort of thing is that when you consider all of the ingredients of the change that it's not just, um, Hey, we had a job transfer right. and we just, we, we uprooted our family to go make more money or, you know, and, and I know that those happen. I, I, I've moved my family, um, throughout the history of our family for job transfers, mm-hmm. different, different locations, that sort of thing. But, um, we're talking about three generations that you've just mentioned, you know, from your parents' legacy to you and the role that you and your wife played in the community to your kids who now grew up there, went to school there. It's really, from the timeline, all they ever knew. Right. Except for maybe probably visiting some family member somewhere or vacationing, right? But um, so the the idea is when you're going through the emotions or the process of deciding – uh, instead of dabbling, right? So you came to that point with the realtor where you're like, okay, what's it going to take to just get in? Mm-hmm. 
and that was your moment of decision. Um, what was some of the, or was there some fear, insecurity, doubt, uh, second guessing, right? Like what, what was that like? How did you navigate that? What, and what were some of those things that you were feared out, you know, the messy side of like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do it afraid if you. Right. And, and I, I think, um, yeah, there, there was a lot of things that went through all of our minds. You know, I started off the, the, the consideration talk about the family. Mm-hmm. And when the kids said, we want to do this too, yeah, then, then that kind of lowered that threshold a little bit. Sure. So, so if you get buy-in from the right people on your decision— mm-hmm. Then, then it then it then it does lower that threshold and makes it a little bit easier. And with that, let me let me just interject there. And I don't want to mess up your train of thought, but I'm, you said buy in from the right people. I would assume this is I'm assuming now. I'm, I'm confessing that based off of my experience, you didn't have buy in from everyone, but as you said, buy in from the right people. Yes. So yeah, again. When you're when you're in a small community and you're a leader in that community to some degree, I mean it all depends on how you see yourself as a leader. Let's let's be honest. And but all of a sudden, you know the shock. Yeah. You know, the spectra. Are they selling the newspaper? Are they da da da? You know it, the, all the things. You know why are they leaving? There must be something they're running away from, mm-hmm. right? Instead of you know, hey, they're chasing an opportunity or chasing there's a problems. Calling. Yeah. Yes. Hey, wanted to take a quick break from the podcast to let you know the life you're meant to lead. Number one new release on Amazon is available both in the ebook, right? Kindle, Audible, where I read it and the tree version. Make sure you pick it up. It's available anywhere in the world. So you can go to your country's Amazon. If you're listening or watching from somewhere else, pick it up. The life you're meant to lead by Tom Hamill. The other thing that I, what we found you know the ones that supported you. You know our pastor, for instance. He was one of the one of the conversations that we were sweating the most because we were close on a personal level, not just sure parishioner. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, you know, God had prepared him, and, and he basically said, "Look, I knew y'all were moving in October." I said, "How did you?" We didn't know we were moving in October. <laughs> uh, so, so he was like prepared, yeah, which made it better. And we've been back. I go back about once every eight weeks. Okay. And so we go to dinner and stuff. So, I mean, it, it didn't strain that relationship. But the people in the community, what I would consider other community leaders, other community voices, mm-hmm. there were there were two sides. One was, uh, we support you to your face, but we hear that there were, you know, I hear the gossip behind your back. Yeah. The other one is the ones that are proud of you that say, uh, you know, I don't know how you're doing it. I wish I could, yeah, but I can't. And and, and that 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 that's really the the two sides that we've had. And really, that that statement right there is why I wanted to do this season mm-hmm. specifically on navigating changes. That I've come across a lot of people, the change they're they're wanting to make in their life isn't necessarily mirroring the change that you and I made. Right. In, in the sense of we uprooted from the community that we were in. Uh, from the roles that we were playing, from the responsibilities, the image, the titles, that sort of thing. And we went somewhere completely new. I mean, we literally dropped into, we like airdropped, paratrooped, dropped into a whole new community where we know no one. Right. And it's, it's, what a weird feeling, right? Yeah. So 
um, I have come across and talked to over the last year people who are wanting to navigate change. It doesn't necessarily look like that. So this season isn't about you should uproot your whole family and move. I don't think that's the change everybody needs to make. But it is the idea of like, oh, there is that adventure. There is that investment. There is that um, pursuit or that passion that I wish I had the courage to go make that I see you're making Mm -hmm. similar. And so hopefully uh, navigating some of the messiness of our change and exposing it, living it out loud, if you will, uh, provokes or inspires some people to go, oh, I can can make this change in my life. And I would go on to say, too, that on the other side of the decision— there's yeah. still a bunch of messiness. Yeah. So so in our situation, the actual move part, like the buying of a house, selling of a house, um, really was relatively simple. We 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 sold our house and bought this house and closed, you know, again, made a decision on January the fifteenth fifth, closed on the sale of our house in Louisiana February tenth, closed on the sale of this house, the purchase. On like February the seventeenth. Okay, yeah. So so really compressed time. You know, somebody says you know you can't move God when God says it's not time to move, you can't move him. Mm-hmm. But when He says it is time to move, you can't stop him. That's what it felt like. Sure. But there's been messiness since February seventeenth that we've had to navigate. Yeah. New church, new new trying to build new community circle. Going from emptiness to fullness because the entire family lives in this house with us. Yeah, which is you know again, it's a great thing. Love having family around, but it's a it's a major change to the routines that Tina and I had gotten used to as empty nesters. And, and I and I would imagine your kids too. They absolutely lived out, yeah out on their you own. Know, you know they're yeah now they they're live. back in mom and dad's house. Yeah, mom and dad are still mom and dad trying to exert <laughs> mom and dad rules that 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 may or may not apply to a twenty something year old adult anymore. So that is, there is messiness, but that's not, that's also not a sign that you made the wrong decision. Sure. Don't judge it by the messiness, judge it by the progress. And what we have found since coming here is we've gotten into bigger rooms. We have, we have Mm -hmm. started bigger relationships. We have um, really begun to step into what we believe it is our purpose as a, as a, as a couple. Yeah. And, and that, that, that we had all but exhausted our ability to impact in Louisiana now all of a sudden Tennessee is opening up as as, as this and and beyond you know yeah. one thing about living near a, a major city people from all over come here on a regular basis so you connect with people that you would never connect with in in the remote rural areas of sure other places for the analytical person for the one that really likes to have all the ducks in a row and mm-hmm. details all that stuff how much since February 17th, how much has just been unscripted and felt like you're flying by the seat of your pants, making it up as you go? Oh, like, has there been surprises where you're like, oh, we didn't even think about this or that? Or- oh, yeah. Um, there, there was all kinds of crazy. It's like certain things that you assume, and I'm going to, I'm going to boil it down to something really stupid. Yeah. But, but this is just one of the things. So Tina had a extra long Yukon, suburban, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Didn't fit in our garage. <laughs> After you bought the house. After we bought the house. Yeah. And so we look at it, and when we were here in Tennessee, and I'm like, well, I'm going to leave it parked outside, da-da-da. It was paid off. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, we need a smaller vehicle simply because there's no room for this vehicle. Yeah. Now I have a car note. 
You know what I mean? It's one of those things where you're like, okay, that was not planned. Yeah. We're like, oh, we've got everything paid off. You know, we'll just have a mortgage, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden life happens Mm -hmm. of things you didn't plan. You know, uh, we have three households of stuff. Sure. So, you know, we've got, if, if I wish the, the audience could see the room we're in, but you know, your the, wife probably doesn't No, but. <laughs> but yeah, we're in a media room, but yet there's racks of clothes yeah. in here. There's, you know, other sundried items in here simply because three to one creates some friction and yeah. some, some lack of storage issues. And so those are the things that you're like, oh, we'll navigate it. It'll be all right. And then when you're in it, yeah, because I'm, I'm the older I get, the more in order I need things. Sure. And, and so when you're navigating our season right now, it's a very controlled chaos. I, I, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I feel like we, um, a lot of times in, in our, and I don't want to bash social media, I'm on social media, but in our Instagram world, we romanticize the change. <laughs> and then, and then, and then we start doing the comparison where it's like, well, my change that I'm making is nowhere near as romantic as your change that I see you're being posting and oh, how great it is and how wonderful. And the thing that Jamie and I have learned through the change that we're making is we don't have all the details. Right. We still, to this day, I would tell you, we made the right change at the right time just with how it's affected our um, our daughter, our daughters, um, how, which by the way, at the end of the season, uh, I think it's the last episode, uh, Kylie gets to be a guest. Oh, wow. First time ever. She, she helped me launch it all behind the scenes and running everything and producing everything, cameras and stuff like that. But now she'll, she'll be a guest here on the, on the show. But nonetheless, you know, it's affected a lot of people and it hasn't, not that it's been hard in the sense that like, you know, Everything is doable. Everything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was surprising. Like, oh, we didn't even think to prepare for that. Or we didn't mm-hmm. think that that was coming. Like, oh, to make this change, we're going to have to sell your car. And I mean, probably thinking back on it, it would have been easier to sell it somewhere else and not move the thing here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. There's things in my garage right now that I'm like, why did we bring it from Louisiana? Yeah. There's yeah. no need for it here. So just that, the and I say that because I want to bring out to anybody watching and listening that have your heart, your mind, your soul open to the discovery process in the season of change. Oh, yeah. I, I would say, you know, there, there's, there's two ways you can look at any major change. One way is all the challenges because a major change just brings challenges. It's, it's the nature of major change. Or you can look at all the growth. Yeah. And I have personally grown over the last several months in patience, Mm. in understanding, in opening myself to see different people. And what we didn't talk about in this whole change was the cultural change. Mm. So going from rural Louisiana and you're like, well, you're still in the South, yeah, but there's different phases of South. Sure, sure. You know, there, there, there are there are different things, and being able to open up to people with different worldviews, without, you know, not saying judgment, but like, oh, okay, so you can be a cool person, but not agree 100 yeah. percent the way I think. Yeah, and that that is really 
been the been a, probably one of the biggest growth factors for me. Not that I was narrow minded or narrow in my thinking, but my environment was narrow. So sure. I didn't have to. Yeah, your bubble. Yeah, your... And, and, and people need to understand that. They need to travel. They need to go to different places. You know, maybe not move like we did. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Go spend a week in a place where you know no one. And just be open to what that person with purple hair has to say. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. Because we do make snap judgments. And I believe that the people who are able to get over their step judgment and really open up and listen to that other individual and yeah. see where they're coming from and where they're at is a huge, huge attribute for future success. I think well, the growth process yeah. is like so valuable in that. I, I think one of the surprises that uh, we have found too is that people are nicer than maybe the world or the news or whatever w- would tell you. People are nicer. Yeah. I mean, you know, going, we're doing some things to jump into community. I know that we were talking about y'all's farmer's market, Yeah, you know, that you go to every Saturday or or that it's hosted every Saturday. I don't know that you go every Saturday, but you go down there and you're like, whoa, when you come out of your shell or of your bubble and you start to really interact with the world. And again, maybe people don't look like you or think like you or believe like you, whatever, but People are people are nice. People are genuinely nice, you know. In a very general sense, you know, if you want to start an argument with anybody, it's easy. But if you just take somebody as human to human, yeah. And I think that was probably again. I get back to the you know when you're talking about making a major decision, you know, and I know we're talking about my move, but look for the growth opportunities. Don't look for at just at all the challenges. Yeah, look for those growth opportunities. You know. I I have a mortgage, but you know what? I have five different friends now in real estate as a result of the relationships that were started during that mortgage process yeah. that are providing me and my family opportunities moving forward. So, you know, owing money on a house is a challenge. New relationships that can pan out, you know, in all different ways, whether it's relationally, financially, whatever. Right. You know, they're both there in that same decision. Yeah. So it all depends on what you're looking for. I think the biggest thing is... And, and I would just call people to action this way. Um, if there's been a change stirring in your heart, um, you know, be wise about it. Yep. Uh, get counsel on it, you know, from the right sources. Understand that you're going to get some pros and cons, yeses and nos, supporters and haters. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you're the one that has to decide. Absolutely. you got to make the decision. And I would just encourage people that... Um, the future you is waiting for you to courageously make this decision now. Every time, absolutely. Be- because you are not the same David as a year ago. And I'm not the same Tom as a year ago because we decided and made this change in the growth, even through the barriers of frustrations and obstacles and surprises that we didn't anticipate. And so on the, on the front side of the change is fear on the other side of the change is breakthrough absolutely you know and and i would add one last thing and that is your courage to change will help you somebody find their courage to change yeah that is going to do it for this episode of keep this in mind for more visit davidaspect.com like follow and subscribe thank you for listening and remember applied knowledge is power god bless Thank you.